Welcome to the Top Bins Only podcast. I'm Pablo, alongside uh, our Aztec Geo. Hey, How everyone. How's it going? You? Doing pretty good. Stressing out over here. Yeah, uh, people are asking what happened last week. Should we tell them? Uh, yeah, go for it. You can start it off. I mean, uh, the story. I mean, uh, the true story was that the moment St. Louis lost, I knew we couldn't do a podcast because I was going to be too depressed to even do one. So that's why we didn't do one last week. Uh, the, well, no, actually, the real story was I went to WrestleMania and I lost my voice for two days. And uh, as you you know, you tried to do a solo pod and it didn't really work out. No, um, I'm a very awkward person by myself. I can't even, when I'm doing online gaming and streaming, I can tell that I'm very awkward and I don't know what I'm doing. So it was just a no, no go. But uh, the way you recovered or you were trying to recover, I saw that you went to a Kings game like the next day. So that's a good way to recover your voice. Yeah, it actually took me about three days to get my voice back because I kept going. I didn't really have a voice that Kings game. I was just yelling at Nugent Hopkins, calling him a bust. Um, didn't work out. The Kings have not been playing well. But, yeah, my voice is back. Excited to be back. Uh, yeah. We'll get to St. Louis pretty much at the end here. But we can get started here with DC and Columbus. Um, I think it's time to fire Rooney, if I'm being honest. Like, he's just so bad. Yeah, so DC United ended up losing this game at home 2-0 to Columbus. Uh, like you said, uh, I mean, you, I mean, pretty sure you can't fire him. He's your MLS all-star coach. For some reason, you, I guess they name him pretty soon. But whatever. Yeah, but uh, DC United started off with the – they had the very first chance, and the goalie came out. He misjudged the ball, and the – the the goal. Hello, I think your mic went off. What happened with the goal, Geo? What's going on? I guess I can cover in the meantime. Um, yeah, so this game did end two zero Columbus. I stand by the fire Rooney movement. Uh, I thought the penalty was a little soft. To be honest, I I pretty much hate VAR. And whenever they get things wrong, but I mean, in MLS, these calls get made a lot of soft, you know, when the player goes down pretty soft, barely gets touched. It would, it would not be called a foul or a penalty in most leagues. Now this was um, an interesting day for penalty kicks because there was another game that we're going to discuss later where the player actually stood up and I thought he should have gone down. And uh, if you guys know what I'm talking about, you'll hear about it later in the Toronto game. But uh, overall, I thought Benteke has actually been cooking. He had three chances, and I think all of them were difficult. He made as much as he could with those chances. Gio, are you yeah, back? Can you, can you hear me? I can. Welcome back. Yeah, hey, I don't. I have no idea what happened there. It's perfectly fine. I got you covered. <clears throat> hearing. Yeah, but I heard. Go you. ahead. Go go and cook. Yeah. So. Uh... Like you said, uh, DC ended up losing this game at home against Columbus to zero. Uh, DC did have the very first chance where the goalie for uh, Columbus, I don't know what he did. He tried to come out, didn't punch the ball right. Uh, I forget who it landed to, but uh, it landed like around the PK area. So there was an open net. 
and they shot it. But smart defender, when he's I guess once he saw that the goalie kind of messed up, he started heading towards the goal, and he was able to clear a ball the ball like at the line. So that kind of sucked for DC United. Uh, that could have got him up. Uh, like you said, Bentec, yeah, Bentec has been stepping up. He's been had he's had chances. I feel like all they try to do is like send them crosses and stuff. But is whatever is like uh like on that counter, they they had a good counter that was that eventually ended up going back because of that PK that you talked about. Which uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, he he did step on him. I guess you can call it, but he kind of like took forever to fall. Whatever, and then with Columbus in the second half, oh, on the first goal, the guy gets beat on the right side, one v one, or the second or the second goal, right? Because they scored the PK, and then yeah, the second goal, he the guy on the right side gets beat on a great one v one. So when you're a winger, you don't want to wait for the defender to get help. This guy, he he saw that he had the one v one, and he just gave him a little fake, beat him with speed, and he was able to put the ball in. Now, what you got to do, you if you're a winger, you want to beat the 1v1s. You don't want to wait and have a defender come and get help. But, yeah, um, DC United had their chances, but I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with Wayne Rooney. Uh, pretty sure you can't fire him, especially when he's your MLS all-star coach. I think right? you can. Yeah, you, I think it's time to fire him. But, I mean, yeah. Uh, DC United is trending down, and Columbus is actually actually playing pretty good. Actually, moving up. Columbus, think, yeah, yeah they scoring a couple goals here and there, right? Twelve goals in the last three games. I mean, they yeah. won six to one in Atlanta, four zero versus Salt Lake, and now two zero versus DC. This was a That's rematch, good. actually. So Rooney clearly has not made any adjustments from the last time he played Columbus when he lost two zero as well. Uh, I just don't think he's the right man for the job. I think it's time for him to go, and maybe he should go coach Man United. Uh, we're great. We're good. We're, no, no, we're, we're set great. there. I actually ended up betting on this game. I took the over two point five, which should have hit, but unfortunately, no go with just two goals. Benteke tried. I'm I'm not gonna fault him for any of that. And no, uh, he did. They were they were yeah. pretty good chances. Pretty hard to make. Uh, one of the floating headers at the end. He was able to lob it to the other side, but. Little too high. Yeah, but he yeah. did what he could because th- that was that's a hard that's a hard ball to head. So he, he's starting to really heat up. But Columbus, I mean, twelve goals in three games. Columbus looks really good right now. Yes, sir. Uh, which uh, speaking of uh, terrible Man U former Man U players that make terrible managers, uh, Inter Miami played FC Dallas, and FC Dallas beat him one zero. Phil Neville was a Man United player, right? I'm not tripping on that. I don't recall. Don't know. I don't think he was. His brother he was. was. He was. Yeah, and I know Gary. Yeah, we all know Gary was, who was also a terrible manager in his heyday. I'll actually double check right now. Hey, Dad, don't recall. I forget yeah. where he was at. He, he played from. He was in Everton from 2005 yeah. to 2013, and Man United from 1994 to 2005. Oh, so, so there you go. You go. Uh, just adding to the list of. Terrible Man United managers. <laughs> what what did you think? <laughs> so Miami, I mean, what is this? Five in a row? Something? Can't win? 
They've lost five in a row. Yeah. Yeah, uh, right? The only reason we're going to talk about them is because they scored at least two goals versus Chicago, but they, they've lost five in a row. Damn. What they started off hot at home. One, two, one, two, three, four. Yep. And that was five in a row. So they're obviously going the wrong way. And it's looking pretty bad for them. Uh, shout out to Callan, though, because he's like, if it's not for Callender, this team is getting killed, like left and right, because Callender's making some great saves. Uh, he was able to keep them 0 0. Even on that goal uh, that Ferreira ends up scoring for FC Dallas, I think they, uh, there was just a rebound and just ended up landing right on his feet for a tapping goal. But, and Ferreira was overdue. He was actually he made he missed a couple before he got that goal. He was definitely doing everything in his power to score. Oh yeah, if you watch the highlights for this game, for some reason everything that right side was getting cooked. Everything was coming from the right side. Like nonstop attack from the right. They weren't even playing from the left side. Everything was just coming from the right side. First half and second half. So it's just something to look at there. I guess there was no adjustments made or anything. But yeah, um, Calendar tried to keep them in the game. Um, Inter Miami really didn't have anything. I think uh, they had one shot. I forget what's name. Uh, Negri, Negri, Negri had a nice shot from outside the eighteen. But other than that, it was the Calendar show, and Joseph Martinez goes missing again. No goal. Yeah, has not scored a goal all season, and it's looking really bad. I wonder what a terrible owner. Man United legend David Beckham is going to do in this situation. Uh, this is where you bring in uh, Messi after he's been getting booed at PSG. Hey, the moment Messi comes to MLS, uh, we'll have enough reps at that point that I think we're going to get like a big spike if we do oh, these things don't, right. Don't forget that Inter Miami is my team. I thought you abandoned them. No, I'm, I'm still riding with them just in case. Yeah. And, and as you know, uh, I'm just busting balls on the Man United comments, um, even though they are bad managers. It's just I like to give Gio a hard time. So don't come at me, Man United fans. I'm a Chelsea fan and we're terrible. I, I don't want to talk about it. Um, I think the only guy that's been doing fine is uh, Michael Carrick, if I'm not wrong. He's doing coaching right. in Scotland, right? Is he in Scotland? I thought he was in the second division. Is he? Here, let's actually double check right now. But. Yeah, so uh, FC Dallas is looking okay. Look like a pretty good team. I think I have them at my good tier team for the MLS. If you guys want to check it out, it's on my Instagram. But Inter Miami, something's got to change. Same way as in, same way as a DC United. But yeah, looking yeah, bad. It's looking bad. Uh, I do agree with you on calendar. I actually have him as my goalie of the week. Just watching him is a delight. He's really good at what he does. And uh, Dallas is a good team. Uh, I, I like watching yeah. them play. I mean, they're not getting the results based on their style of play, if I'm being honest. I mean, they tied last week against Portland, which, as you know, we didn't record last week, so I don't know what happened there. And then they lost against LAFC, where I thought they looked really good. So, yeah, hopefully their results start picking up because I think they're better than what their record shows. They're pretty good. They're very fun to watch. And he's coaching Middlesbrough. Yeah, I told Carrick. you. And right uh, in the second he, division. They're in fourth place right now. They look like they might get promoted again. Ooh. But uh, are you sure you don't want to see Millwall in the top flight? That'd be awesome. 
I I feel like it doesn't matter who comes up because then they just go back down the next season. They're so okay, very let hard me. To stay up. So do you know anything about Millwall? Uh, you do know that they are the worst fans in 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 all of England, right? No, sir. They have the worst fans. Uh, they're very violent and very vulgar, and uh, they call them pretty much the scum of the earth. So I kind of <laughs> want to see them up just to see just just, just to see. Show. Yeah, just to just to see a show because I I've seen Burnley. I don't want to see Burnley again, and uh, I'm I'm okay with Sheffield United getting promoted. Uh, I like Sheffield, but uh, if I have to pick a third team, I'd pick Millwall just for the memes. But anyways, I I didn't mean to throw you off a loop by talking English Championship. That's not what we're about. Uh, the next sure. game is New York City and Atlanta United one one. What did you think? Uh, so both teams uh looking pretty good. Uh, not not like super good, but they're pretty. I have uh, both. I think on good. I dropped Atlanta United from contenders to good. So yeah, uh, this uh, Atlanta ends up. Hey, hey, did you see that Caleb Wiley got dropped down to a left back? He is a left back. Oh, okay, so why was he playing? Uh, 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 top the other times. Uh, he's played because uh, the other the starter was on international duty and he really earned a spot. So they've been putting him back there. I, I'm I'm a big fan of the move because he needs to develop. He is the future. <laughs> so he is a left back and not a striker. All right. You know what? I'll double check while you talk the rest of the way. This is what we do now. We're we're a lot better. We're not talking out of our rear end so much yeah, anymore. So I've I've noticed that that's this this is the second game that they put him as a left back and uh Atlanta doesn't click on top, right? They they scored one goal here and I think uh were they held? I think they scored one last week. If I'm not mistaken. Let me check. Yeah, they scored one. So the scoring's kind of dropped. And that, that's, I kind of noticed that. So maybe that's the part. I don't know. He looked like a good striker to me. But yeah, Elena ends up scoring first with ETN. But it's uh, it, it was called an offside. Uh, Guzan. I like watching Guzan because he's very, like, I feel like he's the only <laughs> animated goalkeeper. He's, like, yelling, like, constantly for every little thing. And it's just, it's just funny to watch. Something about bald keepers in America that they just have to yell at their players. Yeah. He's just like yelling for every little thing. So it's funny. It's fun to watch them. Uh, so uh, Atlanta ends up scoring because of the what's it called? Uh, corner kick. Up corner kick from um, what's his name? Jakumakis. Uh, yep, this, you got it. This Nailed happens it. after the red card, right? They didn't really show the replay for the red card so I couldn't see but it looked like the player dives in with his two feet kind of standing way not he doesn't really slide or anything he just kind of like dives jumps with his two feet and I guess that's what they gave him a red so so uh Atlanta goes down the guy and um, they end up scoring first though and like I told you when you get a red card your best way to score is taking advantage of the set pieces corners and free kicks that's how you how you're going to score and you're going to want to defend. So that's how Atlanta opens up the scoring, but too bad that New York City ends up scoring from a banger, like right after they score, like maybe three minutes in. Uh, nice, nice shot from outside of the 18. Left footed shot, just curls it in. Uh, I think it was a Pereira. Uh, so after that first, after their 
they tie it up. New York City starts bringing in a lot more pressure, and they start getting trying to get the win. Uh, they fall a little short towards the end. They they had another great chance to score it, but uh, Guzan clears it, defense clears it, and it's just pretty hard. So good result for Atlanta, especially going down a guy, but uh, not a bad not bad for both teams. Pretty good. Yeah, I was going to answer your question about the red card and Caleb Wiley, but uh, you were cooking and you were doing a good job, so I wasn't going to get involved. But I thought the referee was pretty trigger happy. Uh, on that one red card, he the play looked dangerous, but he didn't actually touch the player. He went down. And in MLS, that tends to get called a lot. Uh, but he was giving out yellow cards left and right. So it was one of those games where, as a player... Once you see that the referee is just card happy, you're better off being safe and not doing anything reckless in that situation. That's why you like. We can cry about the referees all you want, but if he's consistent that he's calling a lot of soft plays, yellow cards, as a player, you know, you have to make an adjustment there and you just don't put yourself in that spot. Uh, yeah, uh, other than that, I thought the camera angle was terrible. Yankee Stadium is a terrible place for soccer. It looks like a sandbox in there. Yes, and agree. And, uh, yeah, I, I like the Brad Guzan comment. Uh, he only allowed one goal, so he didn't actually limp this time. Like that one time when <laughs> after the third goal, he was started limping like he was injured, which is hilarious. And, uh, yeah, I thought the offside was incorrect on Etienne's. I thought Etienne had a goal and he was robbed of it. So I felt like Atlanta deserved a way better result. They deserved all the three points. And uh, last but not least, I looked it up. Every website has him as a defender. But then again, oh, St. Louis weird. is apparently wearing hot pink, even though the MLS website says it's city red. So what do I know? Okay. Well, since he's dropped back down, they're scoring one goal a game. So I don't know. Maybe throw him back up top. Yeah, maybe Gonzalo Pineda needs to make that adjustment. I think that would be a wise Let's move on to the next game, unless you have anything else to add, which I don't think you do. No, that's my, it. My FC Cincinnati, who versus uh, the very disappointing and underwhelming Philadelphia Union, 1-0 for Cincinnati. What did you think, Gio? So, um, Philadelphia did have uh, CONCACAF champions during the week. They, had, they hosted against Atlas, and they ended up winning that game 1-0. So they made a couple changes there for this game. A couple backups going in. But uh, since he is one of those teams that I've been telling you guys that their offense just clicks and the commentators say that their offense looks good and it's just just a really good team. I have them up there with as my contenders. I think they lead the East, right? They do. Yeah, they do. So, so kudos to them. But, yeah, there was nothing much in the first half. Uh I didn't think anything dangerous until the 50th minute. Philly gets a shot, but even then it went over the crossbar. Uh, the way uh, Cincinnati scored was pretty funny because they, they get him on the counter and then um, Acosta, he takes yeah. it to the right side and he the keeper comes out and he gets fouled from the keeper, but I think he's able to take a shot and deflects out someone else and they, they score. So everyone's celebrating, right? And then I get I got the phone notification as well that since it went up. But then for some reason, when I tuned back in, I saw that they were 0-0. And apparently, if you look at the replay, the ref calls the PK first once Costa goes down. 
And so before the guy scores, but it, I guess it's just too loud and no one's paying attention. But he calls the PK back. So that's how um, since he gets their goal. Uh, Philly really didn't do anything till the very last 10 minutes This where they decided to put some pressure and, and try to get some uh, some chances there. But they, they didn't really create anything. And like you said, since he is – since he – uh, Philly's pretty much been a disappointment after making the final last year, right? Yeah, they made it to yeah, the final. They did. Uh, I think Philly, as you said, they're focused on the Champions League, but we are an MLS podcast and we only talk MLS. So when I look at Philly's results, they're disappointing. So I'm going to call you out on it, Philly. Even though I think what you're doing is right because they did beat Atlas 1 0 in the Champions League and they're going to Guadalajara, which. Very tough place to play. So good luck to Philly. Let's see how you guys do. Um, I'm not rooting for you, but I'm not rooting against you. Uh, just do what you got to do. Uh, I don't want to be so hard on Philly because Rigo is an Eagles fan and Philly looks very nice and it's always sunny in Philadelphia is a pretty good show. <laughs> but uh, uh, but it's not the bye week, so I can't be so nice. Cincinnati's defense is really good. Um, uh, after the game, Acosta, I think he came out in a sling i want to say so he looks banged up uh it's not something you would have seen on the replays or the highlights and uh brenner looked pretty pissed off at the end of the game especially since his goal was disallowed but uh, other than that and other than the 3-3 chicago game that defense for cincinnati is yeah. so good might be the best in the league squeezing out one zero wins how the past three weeks i think yeah, and and that's the sign of a team that's just very composed and starts with the defense. Yeah, exactly, and especially in MLS where defenses are not known for being very good, uh, Cincinnati has a really strong one. So, Hude. Congrats! All right, now we're going to the Fox game. Before I bully Fox, LAFC versus Austin. So I legit like I know you probably think I was messing around, but all I wrote for this was Danny Buanga my notes that's it that's all you need to know about this game <laughs> honestly that's really it and uh he ends, like, up, he ends up scoring a three 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 goals hat trick uh, lafc destroys the broccoli team i have nothing nothing to say about austin fc but uh yeah i noticed that uh, carlos vela started on the bench is that a thing now not sure i mean he's an old man but they're also focused on champions league so they came back from vancouver Three zero, so they want to give them rest for next week. So LAFC and Philly really want to win the Champions League. That's what they're focused on. The only difference is LAFC is so good. Other than that weird game against Colorado, did did you see that one? Was that last week? Yeah, they tied zero zero at Colorado. I have no idea what happened, but I'm pretty sure it was a. Isn't that the game where Vela missed the PK? Was that the one? I think no, that was against Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, oh, guys, yeah. we missed last week. But I know you were watching some of it. Yes, sir. So I know Danny Buanga, I think I told you, like, I think I said it after the first their first game. It looks like good forward. I think he's better than, who was that guy in the left? Chicho. Chicho. Yeah, so, yeah, he looks really good. His finishing's good. His, he has power. He can shoot. He, may, he creates space. And he's not just like a tapping kind of guy because he's able to create he what he scored a volley on this one he scored outside the box a little deflection and then the, i think the third one was a cross and he just a uh, first bounce finish so uh i'm gonna keep an eye on him hopefully he keeps it up this year is, is he a young guy 
Let's find out. But uh, you know what? You, I'll give you props. You know how I love giving you props when you get things right. Uh, you did mention Boanga from the very beginning. Oh, he is and, a young guy. Yeah. And after watching this specific game, I'm a believer in so, him now because all three goals, none of those goals were easy for anybody. Correct. And he correct. made all three. Yeah, he's, so, 28, he's 28 years old, by the way. 28? Yeah, so he's not that young. Oh, okay, so mm, I was gonna say maybe finish the season and see how it goes, and if, you know if he does have a good year, and maybe he'll get like a transfer. But I don't think he belongs here. So he's very good. Know. He's yeah. been their best player, and I I know we're calling Austin the broccoli, uh, and they came off a bye and they got smacked they still, zero. Yeah. And I, I I honestly I'm not gonna be that hard. They didn't play that bad. I mean, Blanc oh, scored dude. three tough goals. To I'm, I'm being honest here. I don't think they played ass, that bad. Dude. They're ass, dude. They, Since they lost to CONCACAF, they're ass to me. That's it. Okay. You know, I'll give you that. A, I'll give you that. They got to go on a win streak, or they got to just kill some team for me to talk about them again. But until then, goodbye. Okay. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. I, I'm trying to be nice because... Dude, they lost in... that team with no symbol, dude. They had a bye last <laughs> I am aware, but they had a bye last weekend. We have to be nice to them, and we're going to be nice to them when we get to the say something nice about the bye teams section. But uh, I don't know. They didn't play that bad. I guess I'm being too nice. I guess I'm, my standards for them are super low. Is that what it is? Yeah, you know uh, what? I think you're right. They, were, they, and they made yeah. what the conference final last year? They did. They yeah. did. I can tell you, see. They did. So very disappointing. All right, all right. Uh, I'll say something nice later, but right now they're they're the broccoli. They're bad. And, yes, sir. And this game was also on Fox. And uh, as you know, I bully Fox into being better and having better highlight packages. Last week we missed it. Last week was Galaxy Seattle. Now, unless you were a Seattle fan, I don't know why you would want to watch that game, but. Apple TV had seven minutes, two seconds of highlights. Fox had five minutes, four seconds. So Apple TV won by a minute, 58 seconds. And this week, LAFC Austin, Apple TV had seven minutes, 42 seconds. And Fox had five minutes, seven seconds. A difference of two minutes and 35 seconds, the second highest difference this season so far. And the total score right now, Apple TV is winning by 17 minutes, and 38 seconds through seven weeks. So Fox is not getting better. They're getting worse. It's it's very disappointing. There's a, I'm looking like at the overall scores, and there's a little video clip that's 52 seconds for that game. Oh. Uh, who is <laughs> oh, the... It's just a goal, I guess. Oh, I was like, who's the uploader? I think that Fox matters. Sports. Yeah, Fox Sports. I, I don't recommend going to Fox Sports for any of this stuff, even though I'm a fan of Stuart Holden. And JP Della Camera and Rob Stone, not you, Alexi Lalas. <laughs> you're just a heel. But anyways, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not gonna give Apple TV too much praise if I'm being honest. Just like I don't give Ricky any praise because he doesn't deserve any. Even though I'm gonna give him praise later, but we'll talk about that later. But but Apple TV, I'll explain why I'm not gonna give you so much props when we talk about the Houston game, but coming up right now, it's Rafa's worst team in MLS, the revolution versus Montreal. Um, 
do I really need to say the score, Gio? Uh, yes, you do, because some people probably didn't see it. So New England just trashed Montreal 4-0. Uh, it was all revs. They had 19 shots, and they had nine on target. Uh, both teams had a, a chance in the first half, the first couple minutes. Uh, Montreal almost scored an own goal. Uh, the revs ended up opening the score with, uh, I think, Borrero. Yep. Scoring a top bin goal from outside the 18. Uh, just curled it to the top right corner. And then I think they also had uh, the second goal was the Panenka. No, actually, the second goal was the curler. And did you actually see the celebration on that? No, I didn't. He did the, he, he whooped out a PlayStation remote and he was pushing L1 circle. <laughs> for the PK? No, the for, PK the cur- was... for the curler, the curler goal. Yeah, it's the first goal. No, that was the second goal. No, the second goal is the PK. Oh, my mistake. I'm sorry. I have I have a two, and it looks like second, but it's the 20th minute goal. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Go ahead, and then, Why would he press L10 if L10 is a chip? Is it, No, that's the curl, right? No, R10 is oh, the, the curl. Then that's what he pushed, R1 circle. I'm sorry. Oh, come on, dude. I, I used to score bad. those so much. I haven't played FIFA in a while. And oh, yeah. I, at the end of the season, we're going to do the FIFA soundtracks. Just to, so, yeah. yeah, but yeah. two good goals, uh, the curler and then the panenka, and then it was just all rest from there. Uh, Montreal's one of those just beat easy teams that you beat. Every league has those gimme points. This is one of the teams that you you want to get those three points from. By the way, uh, I'm gonna censor you. You almost called them by their French name, they don't deserve that. Uh, Montreal, correct. Montreal. There we go, but yeah. Other than that, New England's looking good. Where are they at? Second? Second, right right behind Cincinnati by one point. So take that, Rafa. You don't know anything. New England's rocking with 16 points. By the way, uh, when you said the Revs were trash online, obviously as a joke, were you just trying to trap Rafa into falling for the trap? Because they yes. were winning 3-0 when you posted it. And Man, that's took why. The bait. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to make see if he saw anything. You know, he's the... He's the Reddit guy. He doesn't watch. <laughs> if he watched, he wouldn't have said that comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, according to Rafa, the Revs are bad because they looked lost versus LAFC. Okay. They had one bad game. <laughs> one bad game. Yeah, they, they look really good right now. And all they do is play Bruce Arena 4-4-2. They're great. Unlike uh, the next American coach that we're going to talk about later, which I kind of don't want to talk about, but we're going to, Toronto. But anyways, that's a later story. Uh, Yeah, the only other notes I had, because you mentioned pretty much everything else, was Montreal. They had a bye, and they proceeded to follow the bye by getting smacked 5-0 against Vancouver in the Battle for Canada. And then they got smacked 4-0 against the Reds, so... I know we have a rule where if they don't score for four games, we don't talk about them. But if you get smacked this bad, I think if they get smacked again, we shouldn't talk about them next week. <laughs> I'm being honest. That was so bad. And uh, yeah, Brioni scored the fourth goal and he did a little yoga, zen, meditation celebration. And that's really what this game felt like for the Revs. They didn't have to work hard. I mean, there was at one point where Bobby Wood wasn't even paying attention. 
Oh yeah, gave him the ball, and he just took a shot, dude. He was like, "Oh, you gave it <laughs> no. to me. I'm taking it." And the defenders didn't close him down. They just left him alone. He had all the time in the world to like, "Oh wait, I have the ball." What? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was horrible. Horrible performance by the wannabe French Canadians. Oh, Very and this this is one of those uh, gimme monies on the betting. I ended up taking New England. They were like minus one forty five, so not bad odds. So. That was a nice little bet right there. If you guys want to catch Gio's bets on time, because he does make these bets before the game, he's not making it up. Uh, just follow him, Top Bins only, or Top Bins with a Z on Instagram. And uh, every Saturday morning, he likes to place his bets. So yeah, I'm one of those guys that just you know, just in case like there's some news or lineup changes or something, or someone's missing, just like to I like to wait to like an hour before, so I'll post him up. But yeah, that should. was that was an easy one. No and way. you should, especially since we don't do any preview podcasts, which if we ever get paid, we'll have no choice but to do them so we can talk about your bets. Uh, yeah, I don't really want to talk about the next game for reasons off the pitch, but I guess we have to bring it up. Uh, Red Bulls, San Jose 1-1. Now, uh, I know you you posted your tiers um, on the Top Bins Only Instagram, and uh, I remember when I was prepping for this game, I just said, honestly, the Red Bulls are so mid. Like, they're the most mid team in this league. They have two wins, two losses, two draws heading into this game. There's nothing flashy about them. There's nothing bad about them. They're just so mid. And I have them. I have that on my notes. And then I saw your post, and I thought it was hilarious that you put them as mid. Yeah. I mean, they're not, they don't suck. They're not that good, but... They get some results. So, like, right here, they ended up... I think they ended up going down first, actually, 1-0. Right? Yeah, Spinoza, I think he scored a banger here. Yeah, a volley from, like, 30 yards. Yeah, it was a heavy dip and a beautiful volley. No, actually, no, that was a Hewell. He almost had a golazo. Um, oh, yeah, almost scored a golazo. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, he banged it. Uh, Spinoza scores with uh, someone from the left side ends up giving him a like just yeah. a beautiful ball and he he makes the cut and he finishes on the, with his left foot. There we go. Yeah, the Lukaku celebration that was had because of what happened. Uh, apparently, there was a racist comment made by Van Zier and the game just completely stopped for twenty minutes. Uh, the San Jose players were pissed. The Red Bull players um, they weren't really defending anything that happened. But you could tell that they really just wanted to focus on the game and get it going because they didn't want to be the guys that would stop the game because of a racist comment being made. Was this uh, a uh, Patrice yeah. Evro and Luis Suarez kind of thing? Honestly, I have no idea because uh, they haven't really said anything. They just come out with statements afterwards. Um, the San Jose players are pretty pissed off. I mean... It looks like he said the comment to Ebobis, and Ebobis is one of the nicest, calmest guys in the league. Uh, and then the coach kept them on, despite everything that was happening. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, they ended up adding 20 minutes of added time. 21. Yeah, 21. It was, a, it was a very long game, and that stoppage really ruined it. That's why I was actually surprised that San Jose even scored, and then for the Red Bulls to tie it up. Uh, 
I yeah, Apple TV. This is where I'm first kind of kind of grill you. You blocked this from the highlights completely, so shame on you. If there really was a racist comment that was made, not that you need to air it out, but uh, you should at least educate the masses because it's not right, brah. It's not right. Anyways, uh, other than that, the Red Bull goal song is "Bulls on Parade." I barely noticed that now, and I thought that was amazing. But uh, not, yeah, just a bunch of stuff off the off the pitch that we're not experts in, and I'm not going to get into any further. It just sucks. If he really did say it. Uh, he should just be suspended and take some classes. Like, educate yourself, bro. Agreed. We say no to racism here. I agree. Uh, anything else you want to add? No, that's that's it for me. All right, now we have to say something nice about our bi-week teams. We did not have a podcast last week, so we have to say something nice about the Brock, I mean, Austin FC. What do you have, Gio? They suck. That's it. That's as nice as I think it. They suck. It could be worse. Is that yeah, what you tried to it say? Could, it could be. A lot worse. Um, yeah, and they have Claudio Reyna still as a consultant. Why would you still have that guy? Uh, yeah, Claudio Reyna is cursing this team. And um, I guess the nice for me to be nice to them, you guys have Austin City Limits, which is great. You know, it's a great festival that I hope to see one day. Um, I've heard that you're the nicest city in Texas, according to other people. Uh, you, you use Verdes. Um, I'm proud of you guys for using Spanish as your chant and your your motto. Matthew McConaughey is one of your owners. That's all, that's pretty cool. All right, all right, all right. Um, I like the green celebration. Yeah, like the, the flashing stuff. That's pretty cool. It's fun, right? Too bad they don't score. You're not being nice. Um, okay. I had a couple. Of, yeah. The good news is once you get rid of Claudio Arena officially, I think you'll start winning some games. So it's it's that easy, guys. <laughs> like Just get uh, rid of that guy. <laughs> He's a cancer to American soccer right now. You got Vancouver next week. I expect the win. No, dude. Vancouver's good. I ex- Nope. I expect the win. Okay, all right. You know what? You you have high hopes for them. You have expectations for them. That's a good sign. That means you're being nice. I'm sorry. You're being nice. <laughs> all right. Now, uh, the actual bye week team was Orlando City Soccer Club. Uh, do you have anything nice to say about Orlando City, Gio? Uh, nice orange. I mean, orange. See, I don't even know. <laughs> nice purple jersey. Uh, reminds me... Uh, they had great players like Kaka and Nani, so they they always catch my attention. Uh, I actually do. Is that's where uh, Disney World's at, right? Disney World and Universal Studios. Yeah, yeah. so that's uh, two places that's on my bucket list. So I intend to visit you guys soon, even though the weather's pretty bad, right? No, it's very hot. It's perfect. Humid, isn't it humid? Yeah, that? you could lose all the water weight you want. That means you can drink as much as possible and you won't have a hangover. Dehydrate yourself? Because you just sweat everything out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, other than that, I don't really know much, but you're on my bucket list to go. You're on my bucket list as well. Um, the Magic have a semi-bright future, right, with Paolo. And you got rid of Mo Bamba, so that was, that was great. Just um, what else? What else? Because you pretty much took all the ones. Uh, 
you're the home of NXT. Yeah, you get great wrestling there. And if you're ever bored, you get AEW Dark, which I'm pretty sure is in Orlando as well. So, yeah, you get there's a lot of stuff to do in Orlando. Like, yeah, a lot of stuff to do. And I hope to visit one day and catch an Orlando game as well. So, shout out Orlando. Something I'm going to try to do is uh, try to see if I can attend each of these stadiums, except for that New York one. Yeah, we'll wait five years for that one <laughs> when they open the new one. <laughs> so uh, that puts us back on schedule. Yeah do do we have to talk about this next game? Uh, sporting zero. Hey, look, I just want to say, uh, Sporting had more shots, more possessions, but they didn't really create anything. Uh, they ended up losing one zero because the goalie busted a me. I don't know what he did. He was just positioned himself terrible, and he gave up a wide open right side. So Colorado ended up scoring. I think that was their only – oh, that was their only shot, and that's because the defender got outbeat. He, the ball got stuck in his feet, and he got bodied out. Yeah. But other than that, uh, I saw Alan Purido is still playing. So I think he just came back last week. He got a couple minutes, and then he played this one. So hopefully that yeah, helps. But I – I think, but they're on a losing streak as well. They're I'm not, not actually. No. Zero. They tied. They, they just don't score zero. any goals. They got killed for one. They're they're on a losing streak in my book, in my eyes. That tie, that zero zero tie is a loss. I would say, as a neutral viewer, it's also a loss. They are on a losing streak because this is their fifth game where they have zero goals. They're unwatchable. And you know what's funny? They they actually have the most shots in MLS right now. And see, told you. They they had a bunch of shots here, but nothing. They can't score. They need a striker. And I guess you were talking about Polito, but two games two in. Two goals, dude. <laughs> yeah, they only two have two goals. goals. In seven games. They're bad. I mean, I, I, I might be harsh in saying that, but they have... Two goals. They haven't won a game. Good uh, thing Ronaldo didn't join, right? Yeah. Uh, Tapping. Actually, Ronaldo might have won all of these games except for the Dallas and Seattle one because he is a tap-in merchant. And that's what they need. They just need someone that can score. Uh, anyways, uh, Colorado's goalie, Yarbrough, I think he's actually a really good goalie. He seems to always make the right moves. He's the complete opposite of the Chicago Fire goalie, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, I have no idea how Colorado tied with LAFC, if I'm being honest. I'm sure LAFC was using all their bench in that game. But Colorado's not a good team. And the only reason they scored is because Kansas City's so desperate to score goals that they completely abandoned their defense. And that's how this goal ended up happening. So... Uh, other than that, I was questioning the meaning of life. I was having a bit of an existential crisis, wondering what life was all about, why soccer is even a thing, why we're so into it, because this game was unwatchable. And I think their both fan bases would agree with me. It was just bad. But if you're Colorado, take the win. Uh, I don't want to talk about this next one. <laughs> we all do. We know you do. So no, um, take next it away. game is uh, the Houston Dynamo hosted the Los Angeles Galaxy. 
Uh, Houston Dynamo ended up winning this game 3-0. I think Galaxy got robbed off a PK right away. I I think, I'm pretty sure it was a PK, but they ended up getting it. I think think there was more of a foul on the goalie fouling uh, Jovic, Jovic, whatever his name is. Jovic. 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 Then when the defender rebounds, or when the ball goes and rebounds and the defender actually fouls, but uh, Galaxy didn't get it. Uh, Ache Ache, Hector Herrera ends up opening with a free kick. Bang. Not a, eh, it's not a fantastic free kick. It's one of those free kicks that I'm just going to throw it in there. Hopefully someone just runs by, but no one no one really did run by or anything. He just, just went in. So We're Mexican-American. We have to be biased. That was a banker. Yeah, sure. I guess I try to be unbiased, but yeah, sure. It was a it was a banger. Uh, they ended up scoring a PK right as well. They did, yeah. Bossy penalty, which um ended up with a funny VAR red card and one of the stupidest cards I've ever seen. Yeah, so there was uh three red cards in this game too. Not only three goals against the Galaxy, but there was three red cards. One for uh, Ache Ache, uh, double yellow, right? It was the second yellow, and he definitely got Chicharito. Yeah, well, even Chicharito <laughs> missed the ball, yeah. But he totally <laughs> missed the ball, too, and he just crashed. But that was that was just bad on Herrera's part because he is a key player. So he's he's gone. He loses the next match. Uh, Martin Cáceres also got – he got double yellow, right? His second yellow was stupid. He, I, mean, I don't know why he's – the ref's checking VAR, and this guy goes all the way, and he's, he's like, hey, dude, hey, like, like, I don't get why people, like, you got VAR now. Like, there's no need to argue anymore. Like, I'm one of those people that like, I, I argue all the time. No, I used to argue a lot. No, you the don't. Refs. No, you no, don't. Back, back then, back then. Oh, okay. I used to I used to argue with the refs all the time, and, like, I get very heated. But now, you know, once you grow with experience and stuff like that, you, you really can't change your mind, right, once they call something. So now here and there, like, I talk to them, and I ask, like, how come I didn't get this call or what did you see or, you know? So now, like now I'm very talkative with the refs, which is it's always good to build a relationship because sometimes you get, you get things going your way. Right. Yeah. And Douglas Costa was the other guy that got a red card. This guy just didn't oh want to play, God. dude. He Unbelievable. He just grabbed the guy, threw him to the floor and he's like, Oh, I'm going to keep, I'm going to get the ball and just keep playing. Like, no, do you get in the red? I think he just doesn't want to play. But it's a I, shit I don't show know. for Galaxy. It's embarrassing. I, I feel bad for you. I feel bad for whoever is going for this team. It's I'm just not. A shit I'm show. not going for this team. I, I just stand with the supporters groups. Uh, so the supporters groups actually had a meeting with uh, the ownership, and basically the summary was Chris Klein said, "Well, if the owner wants me out, I'll leave," and then the owner said, "Well, if Chris Klein wants out, uh, he can leave." But like they don't want to take responsibility. They're just kind of playing with the fans' hearts and and they're questioning their intelligence for sure. Uh and they have LAFC next week. And yeah, Chicharito on the third goal. Did you uh, see that? <laughs> he gave up the ball and he just gave up on the play and he, he just started screwed. walking forward. He's like, all right, you guys got this. <laughs> uh no, th- this team was, is a disaster top to he bottom. He's trying to uh dribble out between two guys and as soon as he loses it he's like all right my defense got it i'm gonna go up and then he just totally abandoned him i have that here 
embarrassing. Yeah, Top funny. to bottom embarrassing. Uh, two of the stupidest red cards I've ever seen. It's uh, a shit show. It's a shit show. And Ache Ache, um, I think the red was stupid on his part as well. I mean, I get you want to clock Chicharito. Like, this is what you get, bitch. No, no I'm just kidding. But because uh, Ache Ache really is playing so well. <laughs> I've never actually seen him play this well, I guess. Like I, like I was saying a few weeks ago, he, he didn't get called tour. up. He yeah. didn't get called up, and now he's suddenly motivated like if he was Ochoa fighting for a 2026 spot. He looks really good. Now, I don't, I still don't think he should get called up, but now he's going to be sitting for a while, just as Houston was playing a lot better. I know they lost last week, but they're playing a lot better than when they started. So uh, the Galaxy, ugh, you're embarrassing. Oh, yeah, this is what I wanted to m- mention about Apple TV. I was very disappointed in Apple TV here. Uh, and you know I love Apple TV, but I just want you to be better. This criticism is only for you to improve because you're doing a great job. But I was watching this in Spanish because Pablo Ramirez is now a Apple TV commentator. Oh, is he really? Yeah, and he was narrating this game, and he was doing a brilliant job. However, in his English or Spanish? No, in Spanish. Oh. However, um, Pescadito Ruiz, Carlos Ruiz, was the commentator, and... He was awful. His volume was a one. So like Pablo Ramirez would speak well, and then when Carlos Ruiz would talk, you can't, you couldn't even hear him. And it went like that the whole game. Like if no one in the production studio was paying attention, so please be better. That was really bad. Pablo deserves so much better. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the narrator. So who was his co-host? Carlos Ruiz Pescadito. No, no, no. Pablo Ramirez is. Oh, it was uh, Bracamontes before this he retired. This was Bracamontes, right? Yeah, he retired. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice guys. Miss them. Shout out, Braca. Professor. Um, yeah. Uh, here we go. Another nothing streak, else. Another streak of games we don't want to, well, I don't want to talk about, but we're going to talk about them. Nashville, Toronto, 0-0. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, I, I know early on the pod I talked about not all zero zeros are pretty bad. This is one of those that is just pretty bad. There was nothing, nothing to show for it. Uh, I have here nothing really happened till the seventh, the seventieth minute. Uh, Benandeski played a ball to the right side. He played it a little behind, which didn't allow him to get a great shot off. But other than that, there was also he had a free kick, and that was it. That's all I have. It was a pretty boring zero zero game. And uh, Michael Bradley the, almost scored as well. That was the most exciting moment of the game. This is one of those where they show there's nothing going on, so the highlight is people intercepting the ball. <laughs> I think that's this is the one where it shows people intercepting the ball, and that's your highlight. Hey, shout out Apple TV for even having that. I'm actually proud that they do because sometimes that's a part of the game. But Toronto, this is their fifth tie so far. They're they, so unwatchable. They can't win. Other than Kansas City, they might be the most unwatchable team in the league. And and we have teams like Colorado and Montreal and the Galaxy. Like they can't win and they don't lose, so like you're from Canada, you're from North America. This isn't Europe. Like you were born with North American sports. Fight for a win or at least lose like a man. Lose like men, okay? You're in North America. Win or lose, no tie. Enough with the ties, guys. Fine. Enough. 
five I'm, times. I've had it. At least lose. You know, it's okay to lose. Just do something because they're, <sighs> they're yeah. holding down the fort till Insigne comes back because apparently he's still not back, right? He's no. still not back, but um, according to the Toronto faithful, they're not exactly hyped for this guy because he might be pulling a Douglas Costa. Just showing uh, him for a check. Yeah. But he is hurt, so I believe he's hurt. And I don't think anyone is as bad as Costa. I'll tell you that. He was tearing it up back in Europe. But oh well. And sometimes partying is a lot better for paychecks. But anyways, uh Nashville has a great defense. This is their fifth game without allowing a goal. So they're fighting with Cincinnati, and since Cincinnati beat them. I'm, I'm going to call him the second best defense in the league. So, good job, Nashville. Chicago, Minnesota. Chicago 2, Minnesota 1. I, I actually like watching Chicago play. They're so much fun to watch. Is it what did the, you think? Is it the no-sponsor jersey? Does the no-sponsor jersey. and Does they give play... you that Real Madrid vibe? You remember that Real Madrid when they had they had no uh, no uh no logo or anything. It was just the Adidas sign and the little. And those are those are beautiful jerseys as well. I mean, Madrid is a classic, as you know. But yeah, I I, I say Chicago is very fun to watch, even though they tied against uh, Rooney, which is not good, zero zero. So I I didn't watch that game, so I can't speak about it. But every time I watch Chicago, they're very fun, uh, and their goalie likes to make things very exciting for some reason. Yeah, Chicago was putting a, a lot of pressure on Minnesota, and Minnesota's not one of those teams that uh, not one of those bad teams, you know. They're they're actually decent, but yeah, uh, Camara ended up scoring two goals in this game. He did, and he played well. He did the Lukaku celebration as well. And then uh, his second goal was was a bang. I thought it was a bang of the Palomita. It's not pretty. Not. Not easy to score one of those headers. I agree. Yeah. And then, like you said, um, Chicago's goalie just, I don't know, he was catching chickens. What do you, that's what you say in Spanish now? Something, agarrando gallinas, you say it. For those of you, yeah, for those of you that are starting to watch and don't know why goalies don't just catch balls when it's right at them instead of just kind of, you know, deflecting it some out of, out of danger this is why because i don't know why gloves are not designed for balls to be caught and he tried to catch it he didn't make the w dude he didn't make the w and his body wasn't behind so that's yeah. that's, that's very sloppy very sloppy but he did end up making a like a, a double save i think a couple minutes after yeah then he, he did ended up doing a back-to-back saves that kept the one lead for them oh i do have that written down yeah he yeah. he did make up for that poor goal and so, uh good win for chicago though yeah no it really is a good win for chicago minnesota is a good team they snapped my second home winning streak and that hurt me so much that we didn't do a podcast last week but chicago played really well and um I'm going to keep an eye on this goalie because he did the same thing against Philadelphia back in week two, so I'm a little worried, and I hope it doesn't cost them. And Chicago's just way better without Shakiri. <laughs> I think so. All right, Salt Lake, Charlotte. 
when we were doing our prep for this podcast, because oddly enough, we had three minutes to prep before this. Um, you don't quite remember what was going on in this game, but Salt Lake won. And I think you should be very impressed that they won. They, they, what's funny is I have them on my, I put them on my um, no-show Pablo tier. But I know they won, so I just wasn't sure. Like, uh... You got this one wrong. I'm going to tell you that. I watched this one, and uh, I'm going to give Salt Lake a lot of love because they put so much pressure on Charlotte. And you have to keep in mind that Salt Lake is coming off of two back-to-back 4-0 beatdowns. They look, and they haven't won since week one. They're on a four-game losing streak. And the only reason we're talking about them is because they fought against Austin for a little bit. But as we know, Austin is not a good team. So uh, things were looking really bad for Salt Lake, but they just kept coming and coming and coming. And then Charlotte just one random play, and they ended up taking the lead. So it looked like it was going to be another one of those days for Salt Lake. But they didn't give up. They kept coming. They got a goal ruled offside. And they still kept going. They played with so much heart. And then after an eternity, Pablo Ruiz scored a great goal. Um, I'm going to call it the goal of the week just because just because of what it meant to Salt Lake, what they really desperately needed. So they ended up tying that at that moment. And it just opened the floodgates from there because they ended up scoring two more times. And I think it's hilarious that Kobe Jones commentates teams that aren't the Galaxy, but I, I don't blame him because who wants to watch that? And uh, yeah, this was, I'm really proud of Salt Lake. I'm going to give you your your props because you have been so bad all season and you played with so much heart and you were losing and you came back. Yeah, so this is your typical games where you're just on them, on them, on them, and it doesn't look like it's going to go your way. But, yeah, like you said, they ended up scoring three goals in six minutes. So that first goal was crucial for them. Once they scored that first goal, it opened up everything. Exactly. That, I have nothing else for that game. And we got two more games. And you might have to carry the last game because it hurts me to talk about that one. But uh, this next one, Vancouver-Portland. Uh, I'm going to say this about Portland. You're bad. You're horrible. I was so wrong about you. I was as wrong as Ricky was right about the UFC, but I'll talk about that later. I I, I thought Portland was going to be good. They're not. They're horrible. They're unwatchable as well. Um, Vancouver should have blown them out. <laughs> it should have been a blowout. And Gressel really wanted to make this a blowout. So 1-0 is very kind of Portland. Evander went in in the second half, and that was their only highlight until the 79th minute when they were trying to tie the game. But... Yeah, yeah, this was – Vancouver is a pretty good team, if I'm being honest. And I know they've tied a lot, and they started with two losses. And they're losing 3-0 in Champions League. Actually, you know what? Maybe they're they're just stepping up at the right time. I'll say that. Yeah, so they – yeah, this was all Vancouver Whitecaps. They had 13 shots and nine on target. So, like you said, they should have won a couple more. But this was the, the – I thought uh, Iva Chich – made a bunch of saves, a bunch of good saves too here and there. But yeah, it was all white caps. Uh they started Betcher. I think Betcher was coming off the bench, if I'm not wrong. And he got a start this week. I don't know if he started last week. I don't remember. 
I think he scored last week though, but yeah, so he didn't end up scoring, but his sub what's the sub's name? I'm trying to remember. Was it White? I think yeah, Brian White. Yeah. So Brian White went in for Betcher and then he ended up scoring. So funny how Betcher was a sub. I'm not sure if it was last week or two weeks ago, and then he ended up going in and he scored. He gets subbed out this time and his sub white comes in and they end up scoring the winning goal. So yeah, uh, Vancouver, like you said, they got destroyed by LAFC in the CONCACAF. But other than that, nice win for them. And Portland is just all downhill. Nothing nothing on top, nothing in the middle. And they're just getting beat left and right. I'm shocked they tied against Dallas last week. I guess it's my fault for not watching last week because I couldn't because my voice was hurt. And yes, it affected that, my eyes, as you know. Yes, yes. I was about to say that because <laughs> you need your voice to watch these games. Well, I'm about to lose my voice for this our last MLS game, Seattle St. Louis. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm losing my voice. Go ahead, talk. Uh, so uh, Seattle Super Sounders picking up where they left off. Uh, they trash St. Louis three zero. Thrash, thrash. Is it thrash or trash? Thrash. thrash metal. Metallica's new album's coming out, so you gotta say thrash. So they thrash on St. Louis 3-0. Uh Klaus ends up Klaus gets a very first shot, a very first chance where he hits the pole actually, but uh the defender and the goalie put enough body enough bodies on him to like throw off the shot and make it a pretty harder shot than it was. So there was that. Uh it was zero zero the first half, nothing much. It didn't Scoring didn't open up till uh, who was it? He ended up scoring a banger from outside the eighteen. I feel like uh, Atenzio. Yeah, yeah. He. I feel like I think the, the goalie, goalie could have done better. Yeah, yeah, I think he got lost in it and he just didn't expect it. But that ended up opening the goal score. Uh, Rui Diaz. Did he start? No, I don't think he did. Or the second no, goal though. Yeah, he's he ended up scoring the second goal and they took out a. Uh, and then Rui Diaz went in. So they've been making a big deal about him coming off the bench and stuff because of how hot John uh, Jordan Morris has been coming. But uh, if you get two guys who can score one coming off the bench, you know, that's always a, a little plus for you. But yes, Seattle's just taking off, dude. This is one of my teams, my second team, I guess, that I like. Well, this is one of... This is the team that I like overall to win it so far. Yeah, your your yeah. second team is better than my second team, I guess. Even yeah, though I don't have a Sounders. I don't have a first. All right, I just roll it and uh that's two back to back losses for St. Louis. Uh it'll be good for them to go home in their next game and try to get a result from there. But uh nothing to panic. What were they? Five wins in a row and two losses. Not, nothing too bad. Just uh, it'll be nice to go home and play with their fans. So that'll oh, probably they, help them. They lost at home with their fans against Minnesota. Um, I'm oh, hurt. Yeah. they got Saint. Uh, they got Cincinnati. And they got Cincy. Um, <laughs> Never mind. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm sad. That's all I can say. Uh, I don't know why there was no back pass this game or the last game. There should have been a back pass. Uh, but he, the good teams. I, yeah, Berkey, the goalie you mentioned, I think he could have done a better job in the first two goals, actually. I think the second goal he missed, mistimed as well. He could have gotten there. 
Uh, oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. he threw himself. It was a cross, right? He threw himself and he kind of like lost the ball. I don't know what he did. Yeah, he yeah. misjudged that. He had time for a step and then to jump. And I think he was in his head about that first goal. Yeah. yeah. It was and, all uh, Seattle. It really was. And Klaus's shot at the beginning, like you said, to me, there was no angle. I don't think he could have scored that. That's too difficult of a goal. A seven-year-old me probably disagrees and thinks he should have scored. But honestly, there's no way you could score from that angle. Uh, unless you're Holland. Uh, scores everything, Scores everything, yeah. But yeah, that that sums up our week seven of MLS action. We did it. Yeah, that was great. Um, I don't have a top five. Do you? Uh, or I'll give you a top five right here. Okay. Uh, right here at the top of my head. Number five, I'm going to give it to... Uh, Our fans like hearing this top five, by the way. So this was a second by you. Yeah, they like hearing it. They bring it up all the time. I'm like, oh, uh, this isn't my segment. I don't believe in rankings, but okay. How come I never hear about it? Oh, because we're we're still training. You know, we have 13 more pods after this before we take it seriously. Although, yeah, go ahead. Number five, I'm going to give it to St. Louis. Uh, I'm going (sighs) to give four. I'm going to give two. I'm going to give it to Nashville before New England. Oh, no. It's like giving it four to New England. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Three Uh to Cincinnati. You're going the Rafa route, putting New England four. Rafa would have them at 29, though. But go ahead. Uh, uh, Three Cincinnati. I'm going to give uh, LASC two and the Seattle Super Sounders one. Oh, I know a fan that's going to really like hearing what you just said. He's going to make a comment about that. This is why we, we do these rankings. We do it for you guys. Uh, I can do one really quick. I think. as While you were doing that, I have Col- – no, I don't have Columbus at all. I have LAFC one. I have Cincinnati two. I have Seattle three. I have the Revs four, and I have my St. Louis five. So I guess we changed a couple things around. Yeah, that's good. I think one time we had them all same two weeks ago. I think. Did we? I have to go back and listen to that. But yeah, this was our best pod. If I'm being honest, fantastic work by us. Pat yourself on the back. Um, what else did you want to talk about? Other sports. Uh, so let's go with uh, soccer around the world. Yeah. Um, anything interesting happened? Uh, we got a Champions League coming up next week. Is it this week? Next week? It's this next week, week. Yeah, I'm afraid. Is it? It's yeah. Chelsea plays Real Madrid Wednesday. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we do got Champions League this week. Oh, and then next week is the uh, away fixtures. Yeah. So we got a uh, Real Madrid hosting Chelsea. We got Milan and Napoli. That one should be a good one. Uh, Milan. They just beat. Napoli in the Serie A. So that'll be something to look forward to. We got Man City uh, hosting Bayern. Bayern with that whole, I don't know if people saw, but Negosman. Negosman ended up getting fired after going a perfect eight wins in the Champions League. So they thought, hey, you're too perfect. So we're going to let you go. And they brought in uh, 
Thomas Tuco over here. So he'll be taking out Pep Guardiola again. And then the other one, this one's a this one I hope I'm hoping it's a fun one. Uh, Benfica versus Inter too. Two teams that should fight it out. And one of these, uh, Benfica and Inter, Milan, Napoli's, one of those teams is actually going to make the final. No, there's no yeah. way. Yes, they play. They play each other. The winners of those play. Hold on. Let me repeat that. Who would play against each other? Benfica or Inter will play Milan and Napoli. Oh, wow. Semis. So one of those four teams is going to make an appearance in the final. That is, oh, at least it's fresh meat. Yeah. yeah it's so, going to be one of the Italian teams. I don't think Benfica is making it. Yeah, no, it's going to be an Italian team. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Milan. I know everyone wants to see Napoli, but who wouldn't want to see Milan back in the final, you know, after years and years of disappointment? I have no rooting interest. I'm just bracing myself for pain. But yeah, so we got that going on. Uh, EPL just got really interesting now. Um, uh, Arsenal ended up dropping points against Liverpool. They ended up tying 2-2, and now they have six-point lead against Man City. But Man City has one more game. Uh, they need one more game. They're one game behind. So let's say they win, right? Let's just give them the win. So they're technically three points behind. And guess what? Arsenal and Man City do end up playing. So that's going to be interesting. Interesting title race there. Uh, also in the EPL, Chelsea finally fired. Well, I guess if you're a Chelsea fan, yes, they finally fired Graham Potter. But as a neutral fan, I thought, you know, he didn't even get a full season. Stop it. He didn't get a full season. He didn't Stop. get a shot. But... Neutral. You're not neutral. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... They ended up firing Graham Potter, and then, hey, look who they brought. Mr. I almost got Everton relegated. They brought him in, um, and he ended up taking a loss to who they lose to recently. Yes. The guy hasn't even had a week, and you're all giving him a hard time. He, it was against Wolves. Uh, he, yeah, they lost against Wolves. He had, two, he had two days. He's coached this team before. But, yeah, so I don't mind – the fill-in role, whatever you want to call it, what yeah, do you call it caretaker. Caretaker, it's fine. They're they're right in the middle that you shouldn't worry about a relegation battle, and you're not expecting them to make top four finish. So you just want to see the players, I guess, make some adjustments. And I'm really hoping that you guys start playing like an actual nine or go for a, a number nine. We don't summer. have. We don't have one. Oh yeah, go for uh, the summer. You, yeah. You had Lukaku, but you guys he, no, out. no, he wanted out. He's horrible. You guys have Obama Young. With no, really no, but, no. But yeah, but um, you can say Chelsea and Galaxy are kind of pretty similar at the moment. No, that's not true. Chelsea is a different kind of a mess, but they care about winning. Galaxy doesn't care about any of that. It'll be interesting. Uh, I wanna. Like I'm Chelsea's hoping just lost. they beat Real Madrid, just you know, so maybe Frank Lampard can keep that job. I think if they win and they beat Real Madrid, I think he'll keep the job. I wouldn't put it past Bowley to do something reckless like that. I think he should just stay as a caretaker, get ready for his next job, and just kind of reset and improve because 
I think Lampard just he came a little too fast. I think he needs more managerial experience. Hey, why not uh switch out for Rooney and see how it goes? I think he'll do better than Rooney because look, you have to remember that Lampard was amazing at Derby County. He got them promoted, and Rooney, I think he got him relegated <laughs> when he no, was a player coach. Rooney was a Derby County manager, and he wasn't very. Yeah, good. I know he was, but he didn't get him relegated. And I don't think he he got him relegated, but I think he was they the biggest help. They didn't Just like good. he's trying to get DC relegated. There's no relegation right now, and I think DC United is going to get relegated because of Rooney. At least his job is safe till All Star. <sighs> oh, ridiculous! This is why no one takes the MLS seriously. <laughs> Like but... stop, stop with the nepotism with the Rooney and the Henri, the Vieta hires that they do okay or bad jobs, and just because they were superstar players, they get all the love and attention. I mean, like Gerard and Pirlo were players in the MLS, and they weren't very good. I'll tell you that. Uh, I'm ranting. Uh, sorry, I'm just I'm still butthurt about the Seattle St. Louis thing. Um, just so you know, I do have to comment on the Lampard thing, and I am okay with him being the caretaker. I am happy anyone but Potter at this point. Uh, other than that, I think Ochoa is doing a good job in trying to get a 2026 spot, right? Yeah, he's uh, balling out with his, I don't even know what the team's name is, but yeah, he's been balling out. They brought him in. They're trying, Salernitana. To, save, yeah. they're trying to save themselves from relegation, and I think that's exactly what they're doing right now. I'm not check really quick. But yeah, I don't think they're in the danger zone right now. Let me yeah. see. Let me pull it up really quick. While you pull it up, um, yeah, that, they're in fifteenth place. They are seven points above relegation, so it's looking good for him. And he's he's putting in the work. He's doing great saves and stuff. So uh, to him, he's gonna he's gonna be in twenty twenty six. I think so. And I think he's gonna start. He keeps playing like this. And there's nobody else. Um, yeah, I have nothing to add for other soccer. Nope, that's it for soccer. I know really quick. Let me just touch the NBA season just ended. Take we your time. Have, yeah, we got playoffs. We have playoffs coming up. Let me pull them up for you. We have the play-in tournament first, which is pretty whatever, I guess. The Lakers are playing the T-Wolves, and Gobert is suspended. <laughs> yeah, so I think... <laughs> I think Gobert is done in the T-Wolves, even though he has that massive contract. I don't know what they're going to do, but he just ended up socking his guy, and I don't know. <laughs> no, he didn't sock him. He missed. He, he, he got him in the chest, I guess. But, <laughs> yeah, you got the T-Wolves taking on the Lakers. You got the Hawks hosting the Heat, um, expecting the Heat to win there. You got the Bulls and the Raptors. I'm expecting... The Raptors to move, and then you got the Thunder and Pelicans, and you got the Pelicans moving there. Uh, first round playoffs, uh, interesting one is I'm gonna say the Clippers and the Suns. Who doesn't want to watch that, right? Suns in four. Yeah, I feel bad for the Clippers. What is this Kawhi's last year? I wouldn't Clippers feel bad for year. them. They did this to themselves. They did not have to win on Sunday. I don't know why they. Went for the win. Unbelievable. You always got to win, dude. Uh, I don't know what they were thinking. Like, you have a choice. Do you want to play the Kings or do you want to play Durant? Yeah, so uh, that's going to be interesting. Man, Mike Brown is coaching the Kings. That's who you go against. Ugh. But, yeah, we got the NBA, and then I know 
the next one we talk about the Masters. You want to talk about the Masters? Yeah, as you know, I picked John Ram to win. He was one of the five names I gave you, so I hope you won money. So just I asked for five names. You gave me I forget who you gave me. I gave you John Rahm, uh, Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, and then just pick two Rams. nobodies. Correct. Exactly, yeah. because you always have to play the field at one point. Yeah, so you gave me a nice pick. Uh, also going to give Ricky a shout-out because he did pick John Rahm uh, on his – I had asked him first before I asked you. So, okay. So he, he did end up picking him, so he got one right. We have to be nice to Ricky this week. I can't even be mean because he was he was on fire. He was on fire. I know the Masters. I it was the first time I'm actually watching like uh, full time golf over here. I guess I watched. Fun. I watched round one, round two. I watched some round three because of it got round two got suspended and it was early in the morning. All that stuff. Yeah. I didn't get to watch the end because Sunday's I'm Easter. Well, I'm booked playing soccer. So. You had yeah. games on Easter? Yeah, we did. Yeah? Oh, interesting. What did, so you played all day for Easter? You weren't with your nephew? Uh, he came at the night at around 7 he was here. Oh, wow, late. Yeah, so, so I uh, had a soccer game at 8, and I didn't get home until, say, what, like around 12-ish. Then I took a good nap. I was pretty tired. No, oh, yeah, of course. It's a lot of soccer to be playing and watching, as you watch a lot. It must be nice to be uh, single with no kids. You know, you have all the time in the world to be doing all these things. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's it's hard. Yeah, well, once you're in a relationship and you have kids, like finding free time for anything is impossible. So it's a miracle I'm even here today. Uh yeah, we, I, we took our son to the grandparents on Easter Sunday just out of carne asada. I watched a little bit of Bristol Dirt, and uh, I was watching a lot of the San Jose Red Bulls uh, situation, trying to understand it, only for me to only say a few words about what happened. Uh, yeah, other than that, um, with other sports, um, yeah, I watched a little decent amount of golf, not too much, but I'm proud of myself for picking Rom. And uh, as you know, I have to be nice to Ricky. He picked Israel Adesanya by knockout, which uh, honestly, I'm still flabbergasted that it even happened. It's not that Adesanya has no knockout power. He has a lot of power. The thing is, he has one style, and his style is impossible to break. It's just he's a counterfighter. So if you're going after him, um, he is more likely to knock you out. And Every fighter that fights him is so afraid of that that they back off. And Adesanya does not change his style for any other reason. So that's why he had his fights have actually been really boring and he hasn't gone for any knockouts. And here he just he baited Pereira into feeding him against the cage and it worked. And then he just threw a clean one too, and then he just finished him up off with another right hook it was very impressive and uh, i advised you not to bet that i told you, <laughs> so, you, you like if you're gonna bet is you can bet izzy but don't bet him on a knockout no chance yes yeah, so, i was so wrong ricky because i think uh I, I i follow people and it looked like they all had izzy to win but you know just win 
which was a uh, still pretty good odds. He was like it, minus one forty yeah. or something. Yeah, it's and reasonable. Ricky yeah. said, "Oh, he's gonna win by knockout." And then you messaged me directly, not in the chat for some reason. I you did directly messaged me. I was trying said, to protect you. <laughs> if you're gonna bet, is the only bet him to win by decision. Do not lose your money by picking a KO as your fight consultant. I advise you strongly. <laughs> Hey, uh, I mean, I am your fight consultant. Like, um, I I've done a lot of jujitsu tournaments. I've competed quite a bit. I was a wrestler in high school. For those of you that don't know, so it's like, um, you guys all boo when the fight goes to the ground, but I understand it better than anybody and how it works and why there's a lot of lay and pray because it's very exhausting. But that's a story for another day. If anyone sends me an email and asks a question like what do you know about fighting can you answer this situation i'll answer it gladly but yeah no uh, uh, uh yeah it, it was shocking i just uh, props to adesanya he came out ready to fight uh, i thought Pereira was actually going to beat him and he looked like he was going to beat him he had him and i think he just got a little too greedy and to be honest i don't blame him for getting greedy he's three and oh against the guy <laughs> so yeah yeah Nothing else you can say. Adesanya came ready to play, and he had him scouted so fucking well. So good job to him. Good job to Ricky. I'm not going to be mean to you this week. I'm going to be very nice. Shout out, Ricky. Been mean to en- I've been mean to enough MLS teams today, even though I'm going to stand by being mean to Toronto. Please stop tying. Please win or lose. If you lose, I'll respect you more. So that's it for me. I'm good there, too. All right. This was a fun week. This was a fun pod. Until next week, guys, thank you for joining us. All right. See you guys later. Sons and four. We love you. <laughs>